Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Steins, our national and presidential expert and noted author. You can find his books over at Next Chapter Books, totallyiowa.com. The Iowa Politics Report and the Iowa Business Report come to him, come to us via the KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, where apparently, Jeff, are you sitting in an abandoned, empty radio station right now at this point? There is no one for miles. Okay. And it is fantastic. Oh, it is, actually. I mean, I'm not... You know, <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know, people who theoretically we're working today checked out well early they yeah. closed the office at noon and and the rest of the stragglers have made their way and it's just me and the kingdom i survey basically <sighs> it's me and all my friends so it's an empty building well it's it, 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 you you work too much i will say here uh our crew look here at you well, look at you you could have stayed in new orleans yeah. but no you came back because you care about the audience well, it, it you know it was starting to lose its luster. Uh, it was well, that's not really what it was, but okay. I will lovely. say this: I could eat there for a month and not get tired of the place. That's for sure. But no, it, it was it was nice little trip, and this is the best part about trips: you come back home. That's the nice part about them. I don't don't want to be one of those guys living off on the side of the highway in Vegas saying I'm going to love it here. Uh, it's uh, that's not my my game plan. Uh, what is your Thanksgiving plans? Oh, I don't have any plans at all. You don't? Are no, you having turkey or any any kind of meal or just? Well, I'll eat. I well, th well, thank but, goodness. You know, <laughs> well, we don't have big families. We, you know, it's just it's you know, I will promise you, I will not come to the radio station. Well, that's that's the least you can do, for goodness sakes. I mean, or what is it, a Stouffer's pot pie for you? I mean, I'm actually, I got a turkey, a 20-plus pound bird I'm brining right now that I'm going to be cooking up. Uh, you know, I got, I've, I've got, you know, over 10 people you, coming to our house. Do you, do, you, do you need a brining permit there in the Twin Cities? Mm -hmm. I, I was... You know. Is this something you need in Iowa? <laughs> I, I, you know, well, I've got a 10-pound bird that I'm prying. Okay, whatever that is. The spot for the Park Tavern, though, made me want to drive up. Okay. That's fantastic. With bowling afterwards? Well, oh, oh, if you've not done the holidays over there, they're fantastic. We've done yeah. Easter a few times over there. Great fun. You go do the Easter, and then you get the bowling. So, yeah, go do the Thanksgiving thing. you get the chance. Well, all right. Here, I, this I, is the thing. If, if I say nothing else today, I'll say this. As God is my witness... Yeah. I thought turkeys could fly. It's still one of the greatest moments ever <laughs> in television history. WKRP in Cincinnati, the Turkey Day episode. Uh, the, <laughs> um, I might They're have to watch. dropping like bags of wet cement. Oh, I've got. Sort of like the Republican uh, majority in Congress. There it's dropping go. like bags of wet cement. Mwah. Couldn't do it better, my friend. All right. <laughs> So you have you were not here last week, uh, but we you know I wanted to touch base on on this whole thing because once again out of the blue, Johnson uh, Speaker Johnson it looks like he's going to be Johnny Tough Guy. We'll shut it down. We're gonna we're gonna do all this stuff. Then out of the blue, and I do mean out of the blue, we have a deal with Democrats. We're going to get this done. We're going to pass it and walk out of there. Basically, the same exact thing that Speaker McCarthy had done. Um, but worse. It, it's worse. It's actually because I don't think he got. I don't think Johnson really got anything in return on this. And he no, and in fact, what they did was, if they had done this deal with McCarthy, it would have been for a shorter period of time. 
Instead, the Pelosi-Schumer budget that they all ran against, that spending is in place until, in some cases, mid-February, the fifth month of the fiscal year. So the big thing that they all said was horrible now is in place almost halfway through the next fiscal year. So good job out of those guys. Well done. It just takes basically four of these clowns. And if Santos survives, it might be down to three. Uh, it just takes a, you know, you know, a few of them to basically say enough's enough. Do you think, you know, Johnson quite smartly, you know, gaveled the house closed. They all ran past back to their districts without, but, but Chip Roy came on out and I'm not a big fan of Chip Roy. I mean, that dude is way out there, but he did does make a point when he went after the Republican party saying, what have we done that I can campaign on? The Republican party has done nothing outside of preen and, and, argue and fight and say, I'm more conservative than you are. And we're going to get you, get you back for not doing what we want to do. I, you know, there, there really is a, you know, he got him out of there, but they're really kind of stumbling into the end of this year. I'll say this about Chip Roy. He voted to keep McCarthy in, not because he liked McCarthy, but he thought they needed to try to play that hand out the way it was being set up. And I think he believes everything he says and you can't, <laughs> Say that about every politician. I agree. Right? I will say that Chip Roy, uh, you know, you can tell by the, the the look of craziness in his eyes. Yes, yeah, I think he does believe in everything he does say. Yeah, but how many of these people have we seen, you know, and I don't care at what level, where they say what's expedient and, and you just know it's vacant. Well, he at least believes it. I'll give him that. Now, here's the difference. The only thing I can tell, Matt, that's a difference between Mike Johnson and uh, Kevin McCarthy is that People think they can still believe Mike Johnson. You hear this over and over. This whole situation is nothing more than an, an indictment against Kevin McCarthy because the, the promises that had apparently been made had not been fulfilled or he promised anything to get the job. And we knew that. That wasn't a surprise. But the, the members who are... Going along at this point without too much argument are basically saying, look, I can still at least believe him when he says something. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Talk about, you know, confirming everything we thought about what a skunk McCarthy was. But let's look at the, the, the <laughs> shrinking does. majority. Uh, well, it was five, right? At the start of the session, five vote yes. majority. Okay. One individual resigned because his, his wife was quite ill. Yes. That seat will be reclaimed because the special election was just held. Santos is on by a thread. You have all these Republicans now saying that he should resign. And now you have an Ohio congressman who is going to become president of Youngstown State University who is going to resign, but not until March, which is either time to get some of these issues taken care of or time to get a special election in because it's a very red district. That's the East Palestine district. But let's say they don't have a special election in that situation. Let's say that Santos is booted out there. You know, if there's a delay in the, in the special election to replace the, the, the one I just mentioned, you're getting down here to where it's going to be jump ball time pretty soon because heaven forbid somebody has the flu and can't make it someday because they got rid of remote voting. 
Yeah. Well, and they and one of the things which I find to be, you know, Matt Gates and that crew saw this mm-hmm. and they tried. Their whole goal was that we can control the whole thing because we they need all of our votes. The reality is, is it's been interesting to watch the Republican Party not necessarily cater to them. I mean, I still think they're fairly betrothed to that far right of the party, but there comes the point when it's, there clearly is some things that they're trying to, we do not want to be anchored to them when it comes to general election time. But that being said, it's, I just, I I mean, I don't see how Johnson, when they do get back, my guess is going to be, they're going to try to get rid of him. Oh boy. And and by the way, and, and, and can I say, and I'm wondering if this quick olive branch with really no concessions to the Democrats was a signal to them saying, hey, I might need 20 of your votes. Make sure I get them if this comes up again. And what it also did was kick everything past the holidays. None of this, okay, we've got a deadline before Thanksgiving. Oh, now it's before Christmas. Whoops, now it's before New Year's. We've all seen that. And this was a matter of saying, and I've said, look, if you wanted to have leverage, keep lawmakers in town and hold their holidays hostage. I mean, I, I think that, you know, what's what's a deadline worth otherwise, right? But uh, by virtue of just kicking it ahead until mid-January, basically it's like, okay, we're not going to have the histrionics and drama. We'll figure it out. We'll be adults. But that said, I cannot see anything that suggests that the situation, Matt, in January when the first uh, of the two tiered, the latter uh, comes due. I don't see anything that suggests that it's going to be any different then. There's not going to be a magic solution. They don't have votes. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing. And the other thing that's going to, that you should watch as early as next week, this is the time of year when folks opt not to run for re-election. You're coming up with filing deadlines. That's why Joe Manchin dropped when he did, et cetera. Um, Santos is a whole different situation, but the mm-hmm. point is pretty soon they're going to have to be up or out. How many Republicans want to be running for re-election in the U.S. House with Donald Trump at the top of the ticket? No. I would, I mean, I would, there, there, were, there were a number who dropped in 2020. Now, I'm not casting aspersions about anyone. I'm simply saying how many of them, I mean, college presidency is a sweet gig. Yeah, the guy in Ohio. I'll give him that. Yeah, that's All not right? a bad one. That's a boot. That's a good one. But you could have said no, because being a congressman's a pretty good deal too, unless you had to face re-election. Well, I'm just saying that that this the the group of Republicans who are going to try to solve this issue, you may have a large number of them who aren't running for re-election. Okay, what does that do to this whole dynamic? Does it allow them to be even further to the extreme? and hold up the process, or are they going to be just kind of phoning it in and and do whatever uh, their future lobbying partners want them to do? Well, and let's just be honest. They're not going to get a budget passed out of that house because there's no way on the planet that if if they go with the, the, the Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert side of the party, that they are basically going to put out such an atrociously toxic poison pill of a bill, they won't get enough Republican votes to get that passed. But to get it to where you get enough there where you're going to have enough Democrats to help get it through, I think that will poison the water hole for the Republicans also. So, I mean, there. this is I mean, this is kind of nice. We get to talk an old school political problem. Their lack of being able to get together a comprehensive budget is going to cost the Republicans dramatically because Chip Roy 
once again, although I highly disagree with him on a lot of things, he was right when he was sitting there saying, what has the Republican Party done that I can campaign on? And they're, they've got to start bringing in some level of results. And frankly, they just it's not Biden or the Senate that's stopping them. It's their own income, income, um, um, incompetent methods that they're working with right now. Well, and if you figure that Johnson can come up with a budget that will appease half of his caucus and enough Democrats so that it leaves, for example, the IRS agents intact, but it cuts something else or it adds border or whatever it may be. Then you do have, as you said, uh, a possible uh, toss him out on his ear as speaker as well. But if he's gone that far, is that with the promise that he'll have enough Democrats to save him just because we are in a tenuous time uh, in the world. Mm -hmm. And then you've really, this is the problem that we have with, with such hyper-partisan politics. Because if you want to govern, governing takes compromise. Governing requires meeting all sides. And when you've got a population that is essentially split a third to this side, a third to the other side, a third in the middle, well, you've got to do something to where everybody has to walk away unhappy. If, if one side is doing a victory dance, then it's a bad deal. But the problem is, if you try to compromise, then good luck on the next election. Well, and here's the other problem that you brought this up. <laughs> CNN just released some audio of Speaker Johnson back from May of last year, where he basically called abortion a holocaust, which is once again, you and I have talked about this. 40 years of you guys screaming you're going to get rid of it, that kind of rhetoric, all of a sudden it's gone. All of a sudden you're on the wrong side of the public opinion polls and you're frantically trying to paint yourself here. We're not talking 10 years in the past. We're talking a year and a few months ago. He is the speaker, once again, a bellwether for the party that you can point to. Here is audio of him saying, you know, clearly talking about how abortion rights are on the ballot, are, are, are something that he's 100% against. You know, you and I have talked about this. It's not going to get any easier. This is getting to be a much more complicated problem. And the fact that you and I can be here Thanksgiving before this election and see so many holes in the road for the Republicans to fall into is really pretty, fairly spectacular at this point. Well, you can't really hold those comments against him. He wasn't speaker then, and he didn't think he'd be speaker or anyone would notice. Oh, they're doing a, they're doing their best to hide <laughs> everything that dude's ever said. They are I'm like sorry. having to pry with a crowbar out, finding crates in the back of the warehouse. I, mean, I, <laughs> that's where I almost at. got through that with a straight face, uh, but I really couldn't. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the, the problem, again, is that there, there's no plan. There was no plan of how to go forward. And... You know, we have talked about this for decades. Whenever, in a, as a rhetorical device, you start invoking Hitler and Holocaust. Yes. There's nothing that's going to come, nothing good comes of this. Okay? And I understand the rhetorical point. I get all of it. But you're either going to have to have your big boy pants on as you hold that gavel and say, I stand by this. Or not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he started strong by saying the right things for that base. Now let's see if he holds, because it's, it's so much easier. Okay, look, you and I have talked on the radio for a long time. 
Dear Lord. God, has it been a long time. Sweet okay. Jesus. I mean, I am so sick of the sound of my own voice, much less yours. But, Hi, Jeff. <laughs> but the point here is we can tell them what to do. Yeah. And it's a lot easier sitting here talking into a tin can. Yes, it is. Doing it is hard. Okay, that's I, I freely acknowledge that. But when you're in the position, when you've put your hand on the Bible, taken the oath, put your hand on whatever book, and, and take the oath, and, you know, you got to be able to, to back this up. And you can't just start, you know, firing out sentences when you're a junior lawmaker and not hold to it when you're the speaker. Or else, guess what? Yeah. You just got co-opted by the swamp. You just went Hollywood. You aren't what we sent. And there you go. A man who attacks a turkey like Lauren Boebert at a Beetlejuice musical. Jeff Stein joining us here once again on your Thanksgiving Eve show. Let's take a break. Come on back. We got to talk about Trump because that dude is, I don't know if he's mentally all there. And we have to really start talking about this. Jeff Stein joining us on a Wednesday, AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the Matt McNeil Show. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual political visit. I'll tell you what, Jeff, if someone gives me $1,000 for charity, I'll take my roasted turkey. I will find a theater. We'll put night vision on the cameras, and I'll reenact Lauren Boebert at Beeble Juice only with a turkey drumstick, okay? <clears throat> well, um, let's Happy see. holidays. <laughs> What's really, really funny is that that people still take her seriously. Yeah, yeah really not. It is. It's and, it's and in reality, I really don't know how to describe it. But that's one of shouldn't have let me near the drops. You machine should, uh oh, it's the morning zoo. Uh, <laughs> uh, by, by the way, as as uh, in the break, I got an email indicating that Donald Trump will be doing a rally at a place called Whiskey River in Ankeny, Iowa a week from Saturday, and then he will be at a community college in Cedar Rapids. Want to go? Uh, no. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> they, they have cameras. I think they have, think they have food and drink at Whiskey River. Uh, well, but I'm going to. Uh, no, I don't. Okay, let's talk <laughs> about right. Trump for a quick sec. Sure. sure. He goes and does these rallies because, I mean, a lot of time, I mean, Joe Biden says one thing out of line. Everyone's like, oh, he's lost it. He's old. He's, he, can't, he can't function. Yeah. Have you listened to? To Trump's speeches, it's the one down in Texas. There was the whole wheel wall section, which made no damn sense. And then he got into talking about the 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 PP tape and and an extended conversation with the crowd about this that just meandered and kind of. There have been multiple times where he is just he doesn't make any sense at all. He just is you know it seems to be I don't know where he's at. There have been times. It's not the entire time. No. There, there's that he does say things that are you know you can understand and follow, but almost every speech now he does there's kind of the free form moment where it basically is like jazz you have to to hear it you know you know kind of all over the place, and I'm kind of stunned at this point and like I said I'm watching these tapes I'm like how come people aren't pointing out this does not seem right. Well, you know. Jazz is America's pure form of yes. music, Matt. and so um, I I watched him at a on TV. I didn't go uh, at a rally at uh, the Fort Dodge Iowa High School gym last week, 
and it was a very small venue on purpose. And then he went up to the crowd and signed things, et cetera. But now these videos that he's doing, I mean, he's claiming credit for getting Chuck Grassley elected. Chuck Grassley has been a member of the U.S. Senate since 1980. Okay. You know, I mean, he's, he's starting to invent things and it's more of just kind of a, you know, an embellishment, but that's the thing they've been digging Biden about for years is that he's making stuff up as he goes along. So you're right. It's, it's starting to sound like the same thing. And I'm starting to get the feeling, you know, like, like I'm showing up at coffee time at the, at the senior center and these two old, uh, old boys are, are battling each other over a cup of coffee and somebody's going to roll, throw a cinnamon roll. Well, and, and I, it's not just me. I mean, I, it's easy to say, okay, well, Matt, you, you're, you're a little biased, but I'm hearing a lot of moderate Republicans who are starting to say, is anyone else listening to this? Cause it doesn't, I mean, it's one thing with the, the embracing of fascism, which is really kind of scary, but it's the fact that the, the person, I, I wonder how mentally well he is. Well, he's a very stable genius. He told you that. Uh, <laughs> 215 time, pounds but- of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the biggest problem is, and we heard this last summer, uh, you know, party pros are saying this is not going to be good for the party if he's at the top of the ticket. It's only gotten worse, those concerns. And the concerns are not just he might win the White House and it could be a bloodbath for Republicans down ticket. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of coattail effect that is in reverse, where he might be able to win on the sheer force of his own personality, despite everything you've just mentioned. But it's going to be a tragic situation for anybody else with an R by their name. In, Potential. Min- in Minnesota, we got no Senate races this time around. So, yeah, it's it's definitely that top of the ticket's going to really impact the rest of the races. So uh, and I'm, I don't see a lot of Republicans really happy about Trump in Minnesota. Not saying they aren't, but I'm just saying they're not they're keeping it somewhat quiet. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, my friend. I do hope you have a Good. wonderful day off and do not go to the office. All right promise i will not go to the office i'll post the iowa politics report a little bit later on hour two of the show that's coming up next hi this is laura listen to food freedom radio every saturday at 8 a.m or anytime via podcast our individual health is connected connected to the health of each other and connected to the health of the earth